What is up, wholesale to me and family? Happy Sunday. Okay, so in this uh, episode, I'm going to talk about, you know, taking your cash uh, cow, which is your the money you make from wholesaling, where should that go? Well, I take that money, man, and I put it into rental properties, all right? And let me share with you guys, all right, when buying rental properties, here's some things that you got to keep in mind. Buy rental property not for appreciation, but for cash flow. Do not buy real estates, all right, investment property for appreciation. Do not bank on appreciation. Appreciation, you know, it's a bonus, right? It's a uh, we and and we know that real estates over time it appreciates in value, but you cannot bank on appreciation, right? And not getting cash flow every single month, right? Now listen. If that if that property is not paying you every month, it's a liability, not an asset anymore. Make sure you understand that. All right, rental property is supposed to give you cash flow every single month. I've seen people, you know, going into a um, going into an area and they buy a piece of property, banking on appreciation, knowing that oh, if I buy for a hundred thousand, three years later, two years later, five years later, it's going to worth this much. All right, now can it be? Can they be right? Yes, right. Yes, you can be right. But dude, guess what happened back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when the market crashed, and you're bleeding, you know, and they're bleeding every single month, taking money out of their pocket to pay. For that investment property, that is a liability now, not an asset anymore. You know the so you want to make sure you get cash flow on the on day on day one when you buy it. All right. So how I buy my rentals is I buy it based on um, based off the one percent rules. So which means I need to at least cash flow two hundred and fifty dollar man per units per door. Right after all expenses are paid, and I do include property manager. I don't manage my own rental property. The goal is not to do everything yourself. I don't want to manage my own rental property. I don't want to deal with the turnover. I don't want to deal with the maintenance. Right, all of that can be taken care of, man, by property manager by paying them seven to ten percent. Dude, that's cheap, bro. Seven. I'm. I'm sorry. There's some ladies that could be listening to this, so I apologize. It's just the way that I talk. Um, so make, you know, seven to 10%, you right on the total collected, uh, rent income, who cares? Pay for them. You can probably go make a better return, right? On your time, getting that next, getting that next wholesale deal, putting a team, a business, you know, putting a team and a system together, right? That's probably worth more of your time than going in and paint the, and paint the place, Go talk to contractor to get the lowest bid so you can save an extra, you know, $20, $100 or $200. Manage the property, right? To save that 7 to 10%, to me, it's ridiculous. I've seen some some family member that actually do that. I've seen a lot of people that actually manage their own property. It's it's a headache, man, right? Like, it's, like you don't want to deal with that. Right, let the property manager deal with it, and you go do what the most right producing income right for your time. So, 
I leverage, you know, like once you start making the money, man, you got to start leveraging the money, leveraging other people's skill set, right? To get you from where you are to where you want it to be. The goal is not to work all the time and make all the money in the world, man. The goal is to see how you can leverage, make the same amount or more without you actually doing any of the work. So, I mean, I, I work less now and I make 10 times more than what I used to when I was working at a job. Right, I was working so much, man, eight hours a day, you know, making thirty k a year. Now I do that in one wholesale deal, and I can take the rest of the year off. So that takes me maybe like a week, <laughs> you know, a week, week and a half, you know. I mean, for some of you, may maybe you know, you work for a month and take the whole entire year off. So when buying rental property, you got to make sure that um, you buy it right. So when I buy rental property, not just for not just buying the cash flow right, but you also make sure that you gotta buy it at a, at least a twenty a thirty percent discount. And let me tell you the reason why is because the bank will loan to you, right? So basically, when you buy a rental property, you gotta buy it at you gotta be all in at a, you gotta be all in at least that twenty five percent mark. But typically, I like to stay at that thirty percent mark. So you gotta be all in, right? At that thirty percent, so let's just say the property's worth a hundred thousand, it needs ten thousand repairs. So, so you take a hundred thousand minus thirty percent, which is that's the discount you gotta get. So that puts you at seventy thousand minus the ten thousand repairs, right? That puts you down at sixty. So, which means you gotta buy this property, right, for right around sixty thousand dollar or less. Then, when you put in the ten thousand, so let's say you bought it for sixty, you put. 10,000 repairs that puts you now all in at 70k. So guess what? So you, now what you do is you use the Burr strategy to actually get wealthy. So the Burr strategy is that once you once you got it all fixed up, now you're all in at 70. The Burr is buy, rehab, and then now you got to get it rented. You got to get a renter in there. So let's just say it rented for 1000 bucks. Then the next step is now you go and refi. You go back to the bank, right? You go to the back to the bank and you said, "Hey, I want to do a cash out refi." Which means they will loan to you at 25% LTV, which is loan to value, right? So whatever it is appraised for, they will loan to you at 25%. Now you got you're all in at 30%, so which means you're all in at way lower than what the bank will loan to you for. So now so if they loan to you at 25, which is 75%, right? So they loan to you at 75%, right, on uh, on the appraisal value, after repair value. So if it was appraised for 100, guess what? The bank is going to loan you 75000 on the property, and you're all in at 70000 So guess what? You get to take your 70000 back plus the extra five, right? But I'm just going to say you get your $70,000 back, and then you go do... Guess what you're going to go do? You're going to go now and repeat. And that is the Burr strategy. Buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. If you can get that first property, and if you're patient, man, all you need is one property, man, to become financially free. Right? So now you pull the $70,000 back out. Guess what? You go and you buy another rental piece of property. And then you do the exact same thing again. And you by using that same money, man, that you buy the, your first property. And then you just go and then rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat until you get to the point where, you know, you're satisfied with the cash flow that that uh, that is coming in. But you can just keep on going. There is no limit 
to how much property you can buy if it's all under a you know it's if it's all under an LLC. I think I think if it's your personal name, if it's under your personal name, I think you only allow up to ten, right? Ten. But if you put it in an LLC, oh my, well, obviously, you know, for those of you, you probably listened to Grant Cardone. I mean, he bought, you know, there's, there's no limit. There's no limit to how much, right, you can buy. And there's no limit to how much you, how many times you can do the cash out refi. You can do it as many times as you want. And that's how the rich get richer and that's how they get wealthy, man. Okay, first you got to grind, you got to hustle hard for the money and then you turn it over to the passive income. But for a lot of you that are, you know, that are listening, I highly, highly recommend, unless you're in your late 50s or maybe your goal is not to build a business. Your goal is just to buy rental property and you're okay with, you know, sitting there being patient, right? And going slow because I highly, I I really recommend for those of you who are young, right? That you need to build your cash cow first, which is your business. And what I teach is for you to build up your wholesaling business to the point where it can pump you, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 K a month. Then now you have a cash cow that are pumping you cash every single month. Then you take that cash. Then, and then now, you know, is now you're ready to, to buy the cash flow. But when you're starting out, let's just say you make a little bit of money. Let's say you make about, you know, let's just say you got a, you, you make a, a 50 K. Right, and then you took that fifty k, man, and then you go and you go, you buy a, a, a rental piece of property. Guess what? All that money, man, is now stuck into that property, and now you're slowing down your business growth. You see, for your business to grow, guess what it needs? It needs fuel, man. It needs fuel for it to grow. So when you take that money and you put it into your rental property, you are delaying. Slowing down the growth of your business. You want to get to the point where it can pump out every single month. Then, right? Then you take some, some of the cash and then go buy a rental piece of property. Man, I, I always, you, you listen, you always got to make sure, man, that you have some cash reserve for the rainy days. Don't take all the cash, man, and dump into a rental piece of property. And now you have zero money in your bank account. Dude, that's dangerous. What if something's wrong with, with uh, you know, you buy the property and then you rehab it. And what if there's something wrong with the rehab where it goes, you know, over or maybe your business the next month it slowed down. Maybe there's a market crash or market correction. You always need to have some cash reserve, man, right, for the rainy days for to make sure that you can fuel it. And don't over leverage, right? Don't over leverage when you... Have rental property. When you pull the money back out, man, always make sure, man, that you stay within that seventy-five uh, percent, and make sure that your 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 rental cash flow where it pays you it pays off the mortgage, all the expense, and you're still cash flowing. You don't want to get to the point where you leveraging you over leverage, right? And and now you're not getting the cash flow anymore, and you're taking that money and you keep on buying more rentals, more rentals, but the other one is not cash flowing you. Because And then now, guess what you're doing? So you're playing appreciation game. You want to buy more property, you want to buy more property because you're like, hey, you know, if I buy more, if I buy more, you know, three years from now, it's worth X amount and I can go sell it and make X amount. Dude, that's, 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 that's basically kind of gambling to me because you don't know, right? 
We, like I said, real estate do appreciate over time, but you don't know. You don't know three years later it will appreciate, four years later, five years later, will it appreciate? What if the market crashed? What if there's a market correction like back in 2008, 2009, man? The, the people that, that play the appreciation game back in 08, 09, dude, they lost their panties, dude. They lost their shirt and their panties, <laughs> right? So don't wanna, you don't want to do that. Slow and steady wins the race. I lost a lot of money, man. When I first started to, I made so much mistake because I was trying to go too fast. I was trying to grow too fast. Listen to me. Slow and steady, man. Slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady will not put you in an extreme stress situation. And let me share something with you. It's always easier to build to start from the bottom up, but it's worse, right? It's, I mean, it's, okay, it's, it's, it's already hard. It's already hard starting from the bottom up, like at zero dollar, right? You know what's worse? What's worse is starting from negative. Losing, right? Like you're in debt. Now you got to dig yourself out of the hole and then start back up again. It's extremely hard, man. I've talked to a lot of investors. I talked to a lot of investors and they said that was like the worst mistake. It was... Should it just slow and steady, man? Slow and just a steady growth, dude. And um, and I learned from that mistakes, man. I learned from that mistake, and that's when I started to, you know, enjoy enjoy my journey a little bit more. Where I'm not pushing and pushing and pushing, pushing hard, right? I mean, look, look, you gotta hustle, man. You gotta hustle. You gotta go after what you want. You gotta hustle. But what I'm saying is that don't try to go too fast. Where one little speed bump, man, can wipe you out. And set you back like 3, 10 years. Don't do that. So remember, buy rental property, investment property for cash flow, not for appreciation. It should cash flow you every single month the day you bought that property. And the key to do to make sure that you can do that is now it depends on every area. But normally the 1% rules, right? The 1% rules, man, will assure that you can get the cash flow. The 1% rules, and that's what I use to buy all of my rentals. So which means if you want the 1% rules is if I buy that property, if I'm all in on that property for 100,000, 400 G, I need to get back at least a thousand bucks back in rent. I obviously, we always trying to aim, you know, to get more, right? But that's the 1% rules in my area. Now, listen, in some area, you can get it for way better, right? Way better. So which means if you bought for 100000 you can get 1500 bucks in, in rent. Sometimes even 2000 bucks in rent. But I don't recommend you buy in the war zone. And the, and the area that you get like massive big cash flow, like huge cash flow, are the, um, are the area that, that the appreciation are very slow, right? Appreciation, is, it's very slow. It's, it's, it's really extremely hard to get both. Right, it's it's extremely hard to get both. Where, where you get good appreciation and good cash flow, it's extremely hard. It's kind of it's sometimes it's most of the time it's one or the uh the other. But I know that, but I know that there are area where some of you live in a very expensive place, like New York or or whatever it is. I always believe in every market. Right, there is a high, medium, and low. So I don't want to go in the war zone. I don't want to buy rental property in a D or, or, or F neighborhood, even if I get massive amount of cash flow, man, because it could be a headache, dude. It, 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 could, be, it could be a headache, and, 
it could be a cancer where you're bleeding. And I've seen it. I've seen investor that bought in those property, men, and they're bleeding. They couldn't sell it. The renter trash it. They go through eviction and they're just bleeding, man, bleeding every single month. Right. You want to buy in a decent like I buy my property, at least in my area. I, I, I'm OK with the C. Anything in a C neighborhood, an average neighborhood, I'm OK with. Right. But like I said, again, it got a cash flow for me. Right, I'm not gonna buy in an A neighborhood, and it's not cash flow. I, I'm I'm gonna stick to that one percent rule. If I can't get the one percent rules, then I ain't gonna buy it. Even if the most beautiful place in the best area ever, I won't. I just won't. Um, and so, so, anyways, that's all. I, that's all I want to share with you guys. Just make sure that you buy it right, um, and just just make sure that you don't just play the appreciation game, but play the cash flow game. It's extremely, extremely important. I hope this episode add a lot of value to you. Um, and if you haven't followed me on Instagram, hit me up on IG. Go to Kong, K-H-A-N-G dot, like a period, W-T-M. If you haven't checked me on YouTube, you should check me out on there. Make sure you subscribe, turn on the bell notification, all that goodies. And YouTube is just wholesale to millions. And um, for those of you who don't know, I just created a TikTok account. Well, not just created, but um, I think I had it for almost a year now. And uh, probably the biggest one of my biggest following uh, right now is, is TikTok. I have over 200,000 um, uh, followers on there. So if you haven't checked me out on there, hit me up. It's Kong, K-H-A-N-G dot like a period, W-T-M. Until next time, you guys, take care, all right, and take massive actions. And let's go get this money. Ciao.